Hello, everyone, and welcome to Health Styles. I'm your host, Lori Banks. If your child is anxious about heading back to school, when should you be concerned that it's more than just nerves? Licensed professional counselor Chelsea Allen LeBlom from Sarah Bush Lincoln will be here to talk about the signals and physical symptoms of anxiety in children. She'll also offer some great advice on what to say and not say and when to seek additional help. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We're a community. Every day we work together and we play together. We laugh together and we care together. Every day we look out for each other. We help each other get better, to live better. We're a community. And this is our health center. Sarah Bush Lincoln. Trusted, compassionate care. Right here, close to home. Well, I am so pleased to welcome a new guest to today's podcast. I have Chelsea Allen LaBaum. What a great name you have. Thank you. I'm My so glad. gave it to me. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do here at Sarah Bush Lincoln. Okay. So hello, everyone. Again, I am so excited to be here to share some knowledge and tips with you guys. Um, but for starters, I am a licensed professional counselor. Um, so in May of 2021, I graduated with my master's degree in clinical counseling from Eastern Illinois University. Um, so since then, I've been in practice. And when I was in school, um, I got to work with a variety of populations um, from my internship experiences and from my classes. So once I graduated, I started working in substance use and when I saw an opportunity arise here at Sarah Bush, I knew that this is where I wanted to be. I wanted to be working with individuals that come from all varieties and walks of life. And so now I work primarily as an AEP, EAP counselor, providing services to employees and their family members that are contracted through our program. And so that means that I have the ability to work with them and then also individuals in our outpatient counseling services, depending on the client's insurance. All right. So we're sitting here. Summer, I hate to say it, is not almost over, but it's coming to a close. Mm -hmm. And that means getting ready for school. And some kids, some all parents are excited about that. But some kids out there, this means a lot of excitement, but mm -hmm. for some it can mean some anxiety, making them feel stressful and anxious. So that's what we want to talk about today. Um, Chelsea, talk about some of the signals that your child is stressed about returning to school and more than just the the usual stress. Okay. So, um, and yeah, Lori, you are absolutely right. Even, you know, some of my child clients that I'm seeing right now have been expressing some feelings of anxiety towards going back to school. Um, I feel like we can all relate and we can remember the times where we'd be walking through Walmart and they'd be putting all the school supplies out on the shelf and, you know, it kind of kicks in and that's normal. Um, and there's a lot of a mixed emotions for both children and parents when they hear the words back to school it's exciting, but it can also be dreadful um, and anxiety-provoking at the same time. And it takes a toll on students of all ages. Um, and sometimes our behaviors can speak louder than our words because um, as a child, especially the younger ones, may not know how they're feeling or know how to express it at all. So for children of all ages, some signals to look out for would be um, in their sleeping patterns. So sleep disturbances or changes in their sleeping habits 
Are they having a more difficult time falling asleep or staying asleep? Are they having nightmares? Are they waking up multiple times throughout the night? Are they bedwetting? Um, are they having a lack of sleep or are getting too much sleep? Both of these can be a very telling story. So outside of sleep habits, also eating habits, appetite changes. Are you noticing that your child is eating more or less than their normal amount? Um, food can be a comfort and a way to cope, which can then turn into an unhealthy cycle. So, you know, eating too much can be a red flag, but also on the contrary, not eating enough can be a barrier to a child meeting their basic human needs. And so they won't be able to function properly as it is, which can also lead to an irritable mood or impaired decision-making skills. Thirdly, isolating behavior, which would be, for example, if your child is expressing disinterest in going to school or doing the things that they would normally love or avoiding spending time with their friends, family, or other individuals that they care about. Anxiety can present itself through physical symptoms and sensations throughout the body. So, you know, listening to your child when they say that they have a stomach ache or a headache, nausea, feeling hot, pounding or racing heart, shakiness. If your child experiences any of these, consider that it may be their emotions rather than a physical illness that's driving their symptoms. Chelsea, do you see this happening in kids of certain age groups or maybe something happened to them over the summer? I'm thinking like puberty, suddenly they're a few inches taller than they were, or maybe they're going from elementary school to middle school. So change can be really stressful for any and everyone, but the research shows that anxiety may be more prevalent and have a more significant impact on the younger school-age children just because, you know, separation anxiety is in full effect and they may have a harder time separating themselves from a parent. And when you go to school for the first time, or if you're transitioning to, you know, all day schooling from preschool to kindergarten, that can be really difficult because you're spending more time away from your parent and more time in a space that's unfamiliar with you, especially in the beginning. And also children who already kind of tend to experience anxious feelings in general are more than likely to experience more intense and frequent feelings of anxiety with the additional stressors of school arising. Kids who are entering a transition year, like going from preschool to kindergarten, going from middle school to high school, switching districts, or just switching locations entirely. But for most kids, the new school year worries will fade and the anxious behaviors will also fade away as well. So if what you've described, parents listening... They're like, oh my goodness, that's my child. That is, she just described my child. What should they do? What advice do you have? Well, first off, I think that it would be most beneficial for the parents who may be listening to check in with themselves and to make sure that they themselves know how to manage their own stress. And if they don't, to learn to. Parents can help their children deal with their anxiety and can also serve as role models for stress management. There's a lot of pressure on parents at the beginning of the school year as well to reinstate routines after summer break and to prepare for the new activities and schedules. So it can be a lot. And again, children are always watching. They can, they can more than likely tell when you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and are picking up on those cues. The more confidence and calmness you as a parent display and model to your children, the more your child will believe that they can also cope with their difficulties with that same level of confidence as well. So what you're saying is if you're nervous about 
your kid going to school, that's they're going to see that and they're going to react to oh. your anxiety. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just think about whenever you conversate with someone and you can physically see the anxiety that they're presenting on the outside, like outside. Sometimes that, you know, we pick up on that and we tend to take on those emotions as well, especially, you know, if we're very empathetic in nature or just have those big feelings of sympathy for that individual. For the younger kiddos who may tend to have a more difficult time expressing their emotions and may do so through temper tantrums, um, I would advise, you know, in this situation, try to stay as calm as possible and avoid getting angry or upset. I know that it can be really challenging in the moment, especially if they're very persistent, but it can make a huge difference because tantrums are an attention-seeking behavior and you know, if you're responding in a very aggressive or dismissive way, that's not going to be helpful for the child to cope with those really big feelings they may be having. What's your advice when first day of school comes and your child says, I'm not going, I refuse to go? Not going to happen, mom, dad. If a child's resistance to going to school seems to be overwhelming or excessive, I would advise to act quickly. Maybe try to find the underlying cause as to what might be reinforcing their anxiety. Like, you know, is it a school bully? Are they falling behind academically? Are they having anxiety about specific projects that they have throughout the school year? Um, are they having to do something that's totally outside of their comfort zone, like, like public speaking? I, that's where I would suggest starting. And then if you seem to not be getting anywhere, then I would suggest working with the school, speaking to the school guidance counselor, psychologist, or social worker. Speak to someone whose main role is to support the child and to create a plan that addresses the problem. And especially in this type of a situation, it's really important to find a balance between being empathetic but also firm. It's really important to express the confidence that you have in your child and to praise them for all that they've overcome and their abilities and just to remind them that they are capable of handling anything that the school year might throw at them. So when do you suggest parents seek outside help? When does this become something more than, you know, the parent and maybe the school counselor or the teacher can deal with? Some specific indicators may be defiant behaviors, sudden shift in usual interests and habits, excessive worrying and sadness, regressions in developmentally appropriate behaviors. So that would be like bedwetting or thumb sucking or temper tantrums, separation anxiety, um, and also are they withdrawing socially? And if they're making statements or are engaging behavior, engaging in behaviors related to self-harm or harming others. Chelsea, earlier you said that words are powerful, and I know you have some examples that you want to share with us. Yes, Lori. Um, I've compiled a list of typical responses that we may think are helpful and offer support to our children, but actually can be really invalidating. And then I've also incorporated responses that you can use instead of these statements. And so, for example, a lot of the times when I was growing up, I would hear, oh, you're fine, or you don't need to worry about that. Just stop thinking about it. It's going to be okay. But the fact of the matter is, is that you can't will away your child's anxieties, and it's actually normal for them to have a little bit of anxiety about the upcoming school year. You can use the phrase, 
you know, it's okay to be afraid or tell me more about your worries, really allow them to talk about what it is that might be causing them to feel anxious. Another example is there's nothing to be afraid of. But the fact of the matter is, is in their world, there's plenty to fear. Rejection, judgment, failure, bullying, you know, those those things are real and they happen and it's unfortunate, but that may be something that's causing them to feel afraid or anxious to go to school. And so instead of, you know, saying there's nothing to be afraid of, maybe using something like, let's talk about that together, or I know that this is tough, but you can do hard things, or I get scared too. How can we make this less scary together? Another example is it's all in your head, which to an extent could could be true because a lot of our anxieties come from the thoughts that we're thinking about, um, but can also be a very highly misleading statement because different factors that influence our pain are processed in the brain, but it can imply that something is made up or imagined. And so instead of saying it's all in your head, maybe try out, sounds like your worries in your brain are really loud right now. Let's go on a walk together to see if we can calm it down or just encourage them in general to talk about what it is that they're worried about and what you can do together to make those worries go away. Chelsea, those are really good and and something to for all of us to consider, whether you have kids or not, to think about those words and, and what they're really saying. I know you have some advice for parents as we want to wrap up today's podcast, so I'll turn it over to you. Yes, I just want to close out with this little tidbit of encouragement specifically for the parents who may be listening to this podcast. Um, If you made it to this point, I think that that in itself is a very telling factor and just shows how much you care about your child and their needs. So just know that you're doing the best that you can and allow yourself to make mistakes. There's no perfect parent. And as humans, we're always constantly growing, learning, and adapting to new situations. So give yourself some grace and take care of yourself because your children are watching and learning from you. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again. As Chelsea just mentioned, those key signals of anxiety can include changes in sleeping patterns, appetite changes, and isolating behaviors. If you need help or have questions, reach out to your child's pediatrician or school counselor. If you want more information about Chelsea, including her office location and phone number, visit our website at sarahbush.org under Find a Doctor. And remember, the information we provide in all our podcasts should not be considered a substitute for medical care. This is Lori Banks, your host for Health Styles, and I hope you have a great day.